0: My name is Ann Marie, I'm Tracy's assistant, so I work in the administrative uh, part of our ministry, kind of behind the scenes, and, you know, she's sort of a fast runner, right? So I just kind of have to be a fast catcher, and, um, you know, here, I, my goal, my job description is just to, you know, try to keep up. So I, I'm, just doing the, I'm just doing the best I can here, right? Okay. For real. Um, but the last time I spoke to you, um, I remember it well. It was Thursday, February 7th, and you know, at that time, I really didn't have—I wasn't scheduled to speak again. I didn't know if I would or when I would. Um, but two days later, Saturday, uh, February 9th, I'm minding my own business. I'm in my apartment. I'm cleaning and doing some chores. And shoot, I got a download, and I went straight to my laptop and type it up and that's the way the lord speaks to me some people say well, why don't we hear from you more why don't you speak more and sometimes in times pass i've spoke a little in the school done a little life group stuff and really it's because I'm kind of a Crock-Pot teacher. Not, not to be confused with crack pot, but I, I like the Crock-Pot cook-it. And so usually, and I love the Word. And I hope you don't mind practical, because I do. I, I kind of think that way and I have more of a teacher thing on me. So the Lord gives me something and I like to study it out. Put it in that Crock-Pot and I tell the Lord, I want to I taste that Holy Spirit gravy. You know, I wanna I wanna commune with you, and I really wanna walk it out before I share the bread. I mean, I just do. So I've been mulling over this. Didn't know I when or if I would get to share this. I hope that this is helpful on some level to you guys. I, it's just my heart. Um, but the title of my message tonight is Be Stable, Mabel. And I put a couple of notes out here. And uh, can, can I do a Tracy impression? This is out of love and respect. I would never mock. This is love and respect where's her glasses so a couple months ago we we're in the conference room and we we're talking about this and you know I told her what was on my heart and actually it's like this so I told her what was on my heart and uh, <coughs> so I told her that I'd gotten this and you know whether I share or not I, I titled my messages right so I shared with her that this was be stable Mabel and we were talking and she said oh this is good so a few minutes go by and uh, she says to me what was that message again Be Fertile Myrtle? (laughs) Remember that? So that's exactly how it was. Let me do that again, because it's so much fun. I said, be stable, Mabel. And a few minutes later, goodbye, we're talking. What was that again? Be Fertile Myrtle? So I just love that. And you know, I thought, that's really a good picture, isn't it, Ashley? It's kind of like Myrtle and Mabel just trying to make this... Just doing the best that we can here, right? All right. But do you guys remember um, Sunday? Well, first of all, what worship? When Kat was just, preach, Kat, thank you. The Holy Spirit, did you hear the Holy Spirit saying, this is the time to batten down the hatches? Did you hear that? This is a very important hour that we're living in, an hour like no other. Anybody here on Sunday to hear Matthew preach? Anybody? Really? Okay. Okay, I was going to say, if you didn't hear Matthew uh, preach, go to our website. I don't know if it's there yet, but it will be in the coming days. Sunday, uh, June 2nd. Matthew, he talked about four things, four reasons why bad things happen on the earth. You know, natural disasters and and just stuff that happens. Man's sin, uh, Satan's rage, creation groaning, and God's wrath. And so usually, you know, natural disasters, some of the stuff that happens, there's usually some degree or some combination of those four at play. And so then he said, you know, talked about Matthew 24, where Jesus said, these things are gonna happen. He said, but don't worry, right? He wants to prepare his people. So I don't know if you feel it, I certainly do, but our world is changing. Do you feel the pressures increasing, geopolitical stuff? I mean, our world is not the same world now as it was just 10 years ago even five years ago, changing very rapidly. So he was saying, you know, Jesus said these things are coming. So he did, then he went into uh, Psalm 91, as our inheritance as believers. Now listen, Psalm 91 is not just something for a Hallmark card, right? Or a refrigerator magnet. Psalm 91 and the word here, this is the living breath of God. This is a reality. This is our inheritance that we can walk in. And so, um, and, and just so that you know, regarding Psalm 91, not only is it our inheritance as believers, but we've had multiple prophets, multiple people, some that don't even really know us that well say, you know, I had a vision, I had a dream of this big sword coming down and it had these, all these great jewels in it and it said Psalm 91 across it and I feel like that is key for your house. I mean, we've had multiple words about Psalm 91, so I'm telling you guys, no Psalm 91, we need it in this hour. So Matthew preaches that, then this had come in my heart, you know, and we're going to be talking about stability tonight. Um, And then in the coming days, I'm not going to give a huge spoiler, but Jeremy and uh, Vince are going to be in the coming weeks doing a a really foundational discipleship um, series, right, on Thursday nights. So do you hear what the Holy Spirit's saying when you thread it all together? He is equipping us and preparing us for the days to come. Do you hear, do you see that? All right, so let's talk about stability tonight. And again, I sure hope you don't mind me being too practical. Um, (laughs) It'll all be good, right? Rubber meets the road. So that day, Saturday, June 9th, the Lord drops this in my heart. And this is what he said to me. He said, stability is important at every stage in a plant's development. And even more so during a storm. And I thought, well, that's absolutely true. So you got a plant. Whether it's a big or small plant, as it's, you know, if you move it or uproot it a lot or it's not getting the nutrients or the sun that it needs, it's going to be in trouble. But even if the plant's having a great life, when you hear of an approaching storm, what do you do? You either bring it inside, you know, you cover it up, you give it extra support, right? So stability is very important in this day and hour. So practically speaking, what we're going to talk about tonight are what are some ways That in the grace of God, we cooperate with his grace to to really put our roots down deep. So that though we be shaken, we won't be moved. Right? Do y'all want that? Not only that, but endurance. Enduring to the end. And if you'll stick around till the very end, it's the very best part. Because I believe tonight the Lord wants to release a finishing anointing on us. That we would finish, not... You know... Surviving, but thriving, a victorious finish. That's actually our inheritance. All right? So let's look at this. Just a few definitions. Don't fall asleep on me, but these were kind of good. I kind of felt the Lord on these. So let's look at stable and stability. We're talking about not, uh, stable means not likely to fall or give way as a structure, support, or foundation. It means being firm and steady, it means able or likely to continue or last. Firmly established, enduring, or permanent. Do you want to be this way? Resistant to sudden change or deterioration. Steadfast, not wavering or changeable. Dependable. Fixed in direction. Firm in purpose. Look at um, under uh, Roman numeral two. F, not subject to emotional instability as a pattern of behavior in life or reaction. Listen, we all have bad days. You know, things happen. I mean, okay. We're talking about a pattern of life. We want our pattern of reactions to be stable. Because Jesus is. Having the ability to react to a disturbing force by maintaining position or form. And my favorite is consistency over time. You know, the older that I get, The older that I get, the more that I appreciate someone in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s living with a heart alive in love with God, still out there serving, giving, loving. Don't you just love that? To me, there's nothing more beautiful. Longevity. And that's what we want, and that's our inheritance. And uh, so let's look at the Word. Um, The Word has a lot to say about this subject. And on that Saturday, when the Lord was talking to me about this, he showed me Isaiah 33, 6. It says, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. We know that the fear of the Lord, right, is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, And we know that knowledge just by itself, just information puffs up. So what does this mean? Knowledge is going to bring stability to you. It's actually the knowledge of God right? So wisdom and the knowledge of God is going to be the stability of your times. Look at some of these other things just very briefly. Psalms just says, I always set the Lord before me, and because he's at my right hand, I'm not going to be moved. What I want to challenge you to do is we're going through some of these things. I'm speeding through it because there's a lot here. We just have a little time. We really wanted to take time with just letting the Lord move tonight um, in worship, but if you see a scripture here that really ministers to you, um, again, this is a living breathing word I encourage you to take some of this and add it to your prayer time you know and just said Lord this is my inheritance and begin to pray this out Um, but he wants us to be steadfast and immovable Uh, that's first Corinthians 15 uh, 58 grounded and steadfast holding fast being planted in the house of God rooted and grounded in love and he said that he who endures to the end will be saved I want you to know, the most, one of the most important things is to know that God is stable. <laughs> he can be trusted. You know, God's not like man. You guys know that, obviously. He is not schizophrenic. He's not moody. He's not bipolar. He's not fickle. And I want you to know that right now in this minute, he is pulsating with the full power of love and affection and devotion and adoration. Full power and measure of his provision and his attentiveness to your life. And if he could love you any more tomorrow than he does right now, that would would mean that he's imperfect in some way. And we know he's not perfect. So right now... He loves you as much as he's ever gonna and I want you to know he's got you I know there's people in this room right now that are going through trial You know trial of health trial maybe in relationships, you know, and and I want you to know God's got you He is stable and he's gonna he's gonna bring you through He's faithful. Amen All right, let's move on. So how does Mabel get stable? All right. Again, I don't want to give you a dead list. I don't like going through lists in teaching, but this is just what the Lord got me. I wanted me to share, I believe. So something in here, hopefully, is going to bless somebody. All right. So how does Mabel get stable? First of all, (coughs) first of all, obviously, Mabel needs Jesus. And so what I want Mabel to know is that I don't want her to strive to try to become stable. Okay. Mabel needs to abide in Jesus and Jesus will make her stable. Okay. So the very first thing is obviously abiding in the father's love. Now I love our house because we hear a lot about the father's love. Thanks to John Eckerd and others. And that's just one of the most important things ever because you, you know why it's one thing to mentally know that he loves us, but it's so much a different thing, right? To know it right here in your heart. So how do we abide in love? How do we get, get it from here to here? How do you guys abide in love? Well, I don't know what you do. What a way I do is I meditate on it. You know, I use the word. I converse with God. Throughout the day, I have conversation with the Holy Spirit. You know, and, and if you're not feeling in touch with the love of God, immerse yourself in it. He said, abide there. So listen to tapes, get books on it, study it out, make it a part of your conversation with the friends that you talk about, that you talk with, that are iron sharpens iron, bring it into the discussion, get prayer for it. I'm telling you, if you abide there, it's going to go from here to your heart. And we have got to have it in our heart here so that our roots go down deep, right? So we're not, we're, when we're shaken, we're not moved. All right, number two, very important. Tracy's got some amazing uh, teachings on this subject. We have got to, now listen to me. You know, I'm kind of nice and mild speaking here, but I want you to hear me. This is not a suggestion anymore. It's really not. We have got to, number two, harness the creative power of our words. You know, God, that's how he spoke. He created things into existence, and the very things that he spoke into existence are still happening. Universe, the universe, they say, continues to expand. Just, you know, continues, and it will. I mean, it's going to take forever and eternity to just look at it all and go through it all. Power, in our words, So if you see an area of barrenness in your life, speak to it. Speak the word. Agree with the word. If there's an irritating relationship, speak into that that relationship. All right? And, 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 you know, sarcasm and coarse jesting and the things that sometimes, you know, we get stuck in a rut when. I'm telling you guys, we have got to submit the mouth to the Lord. Amen? Because here's the deal. Our house is called the governmental authority. And at a very bare minimum, what that means is we're a house of prayer and proclamation. The book of James says very clearly that bitter water and fresh water cannot flow out of the same spring. All right? So when we talk about governmental authority we have got if we are going to be able to decree a thing and see it happen we have got to harness our words now and not just get the bad stuff out but really tap into the creative power here and begin like i said to speak to be speaking life another very simple aspect of this is uh Positivity, just being optimistic. Do you guys remember Charlie Brown and his little friend, Pigpen? Can I just say this like it is? You remember his little cloud, little Pigpen cloud following him everywhere? Negativity is that pigpen cloud, and I want to tell you this, and I, it's because I love you and because the Lord is working with us and he's sanctifying us and he loves us so much that he doesn't want this stuff in our life, just because it, it, there's a better way. If you are negative and you've got that pigpen cloud, people aren't going to like that, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's not going to breathe life and it's not going to build your life or your situation that that negativity right and so we've got to tap in and say God what do you say about this situation how do you see this relationship what do you see because I guarantee you God is full of optimism about your situation he's full of hope even though Matthew 24 says these things are going to happen God's not concerned a bit He is very hopeful about your future and our future, and like Matthew says and Tracy, he's happy, 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 all right? And he wants us to be happy, 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 even in the midst of those things, and it's possible. You guys with me? All right, we must know our authority, and not just know it, but even in the small things now, begin to exercise our authority. I've been listening to David Hogan. I love it because it builds my faith. You know David Hogan, right? He's been ministering in Mexico, I mean the Bush Mexico, not Mexico, you know, anyway, the Bush Mexico for many years. Through his ministry, he sent at least 500 people raised from the dead, and I'm talking creative miracles. I'm talking blind eyes open, legs growing out, eyeballs that did not exist, ears that didn't exist, all of this stuff happening in his ministry. And the video that I'm listening to right now is uh, he's talking in America, and he says, you know what? He goes, tonight I'm going to give you some testimonies of some things that are not like what I usually talk about. And so he proceeds to really talk about these power encounters with ADD healed and Tourette's syndrome healed. Peyton, you heard this video, right? And um, some of these other things. And he said, you know why? He said, because in America you tolerate way too much and we have got to get a holy determination. Come on. All right? Come on. It, it is time, guys. I mean, if it's not time now, when? Yeah. Right now. All right, so it's time now. We've got to get the cockroaches out and not allow a little compromise. Not allow. It's a little sickness. Not allow. You know what? In America, these things happen and we give them names. You know? Oh, it's an issue. It's a disorder. And we don't have to tolerate it. All right another aspect of this knowing your authority is just simply in the in the arena of emotions i am a licensed counselor that was my my i'm a recovering counselor i don't do that anymore but (laughs) that's my past life i got counseling and decided not to do it anymore so (laughs) that's my past life and so but but emotions are an important part we're made to be emotional beings and it's and emotions lit under the holy spirit are a great awesome thing they bring so much joy to our lives Um, But one of the aspects of this is that we have to, and again, not a suggestion, we have to ask the Lord, help, 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 because I want to be happy, 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 because here's the deal. We have got to bring our emotions under the control of the Holy Spirit. This is not an hour to be led by our feelings. Do you hear me? all right so we've got to understand we are not victims we're not helpless we have authority over our heart you've got authority over the garden of your heart you see a weed you deal right we've got to do that it's the hour all right my point all right so moving on my favorite one set your will we don't hear a lot about the will do you guys hear about the will a lot Usually when you hear about the human will, it kind of has like a negative connotation because it's like, "Ooh, I don't want to be too willful or Ooh, I have to bring the human will in or, Ooh, you know, the human will is a gift from God. And when we set our will towards righteousness and towards the things of God, and that's fired with the Holy Spirit under, under his submission, I'm telling you we're unstoppable. And we have got to, in this hour, set our will. Isaiah is at 57. Jesus said, you know, and when he was getting ready to face the cross, it says that he said, My, he set his face like a flint, and he knew he was not going to be ashamed. So it is the hour to set our will to say, I am going to get, I'm going to go all the way with God. I am going to get the prize. I am going to finish the race. I am going to keep the faith and I'm going to finish strong in Jesus name. All right. Um, we've got to decide to overcome. I love this. You know, Tracy said she was on, uh, Facebook the other day and she put this really great little thing on here. You want to hear it? Okay. So she says, she wrote, hope this is okay. All right, here's what she wrote. You wrote, love is a choice, faith is a choice, and there's something else in there. Prayer is a choice, and choose wisely. Well, here's the, this is such a cool thing. You guys remember Joy's parents were a Joy? Uh, Gary and Denise Duda, remember them? They came, they were special guests during our Luke 418 conference, and they uh, minister restoring the foundations in Washington. So, uh, precious people to us. Well, Denise comments... And she says this, there is no greater force on this earth than our own will to shape our destiny. Isn't that good? There's no greater force on this earth than our own will to shape our destiny. So even if you don't feel like it, you can still set your will. Is that good news? Even if you don't feel like it, you can still set your will. That's good news to me. right so a couple other things i'm actually going to skip number five um, just for the sake of time um i'm going to go to number uh number five i'm skipping number six is take care of your physical health marcy gave marcy Waddle gave me permission to share this story a few years ago she lived in kansas city and she was uh, i believe a part of the ihop community at that time and she was just kind of in a funk kind of not just feeling very good, kind of feeling depressed, and some things were sort of out of kilter, and she went and got some prayer with some friends, as you know, and so they laid hands on her, they're praying, and you know, they said, we just feel like this is a a spiritual attack, you're really under a, a spiritual attack right now, and she's like, oh, you know, thank you, but I just don't think that's what it is, and, and, and so, you know, it's okay. So they pray, whatever. So she kept searching. She's like, Lord, help me to figure this out. And the Lord led her to a nutritionist. She wound up t- getting some tests, and she found out that she had a physical issue that it was very easily remedied with a cleanse and some nutritional um, supplements and, and some things. And is it right? Just within a few months, you felt like 2,000 times better. And so sometimes, if, if you find yourself, just again, this is incredibly practical, but if you find yourself over time just in a funk or whatever, you know you might want to get a checkup. I mean, it could, it could be a physical thing, and the Lord could want to send something very practical, a very practical solution to you, you know? Sometimes it doesn't have to be all, rubba, 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 rubba. I mean, that's awesome, Jesus, but sometimes he wants to lead you to a, very, to a very practical solution. If you're not getting sleep physically, there's probably a really good reason why, so go find out what it is. All right so um the very last one is renewing our minds sometimes we have just got to get down and get dirty and deal with some ungodly beliefs and we might need inner healing and if you do that's quite all right we've all been there probably it's fine it's awesome there's no condemnation but these are just some practical things has any of this been helpful tonight just some things that we want to do to really put our roots down deep i want to i've asked a few people um matthew tracy and uh, hosanna to come up and just add to this a little bit and then i want to get to the best part. I've got uh, something else to share with you at the very end, and then I want to pray, okay? All right, so guys, come up. Matthew, Tracy, Hosanna. And so I basically am pulling this out of range of the video, okay? Uh, (laughs)
1: Okay. All right. No, you're first.
0: Okay. So, Tracy, what are your thoughts on this? <clears throat> Some things you found helpful. Well, um, one of the things
2: in the time that I've been serving the Lord and I've watched other people growing in the Lord, and th- so through my experience, I found that one of the most important fruits of the Spirit is self control. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the reason why is it it seems like those that are led by their emotions or let their passions of and and, and their emotions lead them it typically leads them down a, a really bad road um, and one of my testimony can I give that testimony about bless um So my daughter, right after she had had her accident and uh, was recovering, quadriplegic, um, she, uh, there was a lot of time that was spent, you know, over two years of of taking care of her. And so I didn't have a whole lot of time in my life for any other person um, or really any time for myself. And so I was feeling pretty sorry for myself and having kind of a pity party one day. In fact, it had lasted several months this pity party Um, you know you can do that right you can like throw yourself a party a pity party and it just goes on and on and on and um, so I was driving in my car one day and that record was going in my head about all of the reasons why my life was terrible and you know uh, anyway you know the story and um, the Holy Spirit broke in and he said how long are you going to be led by your emotions And I thought, is that a trick question? (laughs) Because I'm pretty happy in my misery right now. (laughs) And he said, again, um, I didn't answer him, and he said, you have got to bring your emotions under the blood of Jesus and under the word of God. It is the word, my word, is the only thing that can stand. And I thought, oh, okay, that makes sense. So... I really began to do that, and I repented for my emotions and my runaway train, which had affected my um, attitude towards other people in my life, and had affected, really, my growth spiritually. I'd stunted my own growth. Um, And once I repented, and I just said, you know, your word is true, and I just began to proclaim his word over my situation, everything began to change. Amen. Hallelujah.
3: Thank you, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Being planted and being stable. I think one of the main things that comes to mind for me is community and what that looks like. And um, I was in... Romans this week and there's a verse in Romans 12 and it says for as in one body we have many members and the members do not all have the same function so we though many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another and having gifts that differ according to grace given to us and just to remember like we're created in the image of God but our God that we serve is so multifaceted that in Peyton, who I get to see of who God is, is totally different than who I get to see in Jeremy. And so when we are in community, we are rooted and grounded. But in order for us to grow in that, we have to stay in a place long enough to have some roots go deep. And so in... (laughs) which is hard because we live with people that are going to offend us we're all messy relationships are messy, people are messy you know, but it says that we love and we overlook and we and we decide that we're going to link arms with one another. And when we offend one another and we hurt one another, we're going to go, we're going to ask forgiveness and we're going to press on. Because we get to know more of Jesus when I stop and I go, you know what? I want to get to know John because I know that Jesus lives in John. So what can I learn from him? Or I want to live And learn from Andrea. Or, you know, like, so taking advantage. Each one of us has a spiritual gifting. Not one any better than the other, but there is an importance. And so, with that note, we also have life groups. (laughs) Yay! hey thanks <laughs> but seriously life groups are a great way the reason that we have been promoting them non-stop is the value in it we don't want to promote another program because who cares about another program but we value the small gatherings <laughs> Yeah, yeah now, do I get to keep talking? I have the mic so anyway <laughs> okay I'm almost done <laughs> Um, anyway but small groups (laughs) how much time do you guys have it's like nine (laughs) o'clock well there we go anyway we have a new one starting the Hutchinsons Sandy and Todd Yay! and they are so cool I love them they really are guys they're really really cool Um, it starts next Tuesday at 7 o'clock and so really life groups why do we promote them because it's a smaller setting we get to be known and we get to know people when it's in a smaller setting it's hard when it's a huge corporate function like this to really get into people's lives and so we create families we create those life groups and so that's why we promote them and that's why we do them because there's value in them so the Hutchinsons if you're interested in getting to know people if you're interested in being stable getting your roots and planting I would highly encourage you to consider and pray through being involved in a Life group, good, and if you're not interested, go anyway.
2: That's my testimony. I was not interested in knowing anyone or getting <laughs> letting anyone know me, but I got tricked. <laughs> so, go anyway. Awesome. Thank
1: you. My turn.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can everyone see me? Can the camera see me? How do I look? <laughs> okay. Yes. yes okay. Fabulous. Okay. I'm ready <sighs> um, first thing I want to say really tags on a lot with what Hosanna was talking about with with community and um, and I know that she totally means this when she's talking about what I just want to um, go a little deeper on it is that you're really letting people get in your life um, get in your business and um, and I've I've got I've got friends i know well friends i know really well and friends that i know really really well you know <laughs> and that that know my junk um and that and that and that know who i am and know and that can call out the destiny and the call in my life and remind me when i'm when i'm losing focus when i'm losing sight you know um sometimes our you know I, I believe an individual walk with the lord is really important but i mean we're we're the body you know and um one of the one of the big things that, that in within that is is if, if you're struggling with something emotionally, if you're struggling with sin, that you have people in your life that you can confess to and be open with and honest about. And so that they can just speak life over you and pray over you. And um and I'm just really blessed for the friends like that I have in my life. And that's that's been a real key to and some of you may have experienced some some freedom tonight. Um, you know, and, uh, um, when we were praying for people with deliverance and, um, I've kind of already said it a couple of times, but Jesus goes right into the Sermon on the Mount. You know, the, one of the, um, main things he's talking about, he's saying, okay, now you're free. You want to walk this out. Um, um, anything that's causing you any level of temptation in your life, cut it out, get rid of it. Um, and, and just, and, and cultivate and water your heart with things like giving and prayer and fasting and the spiritual disciplines. Um, and Jesus said that in times of shaking, if you'll come to me, hear these words of mine and do what I'm saying, you're going to stand. You're going to stand. You want to learn how to stand the Sermon on the Mount. It's that's just, that's just it right there because um, the shaking's going to come, but we don't have to be shaken with it. Um, another thing I want to say with that is uh, is I highly recommend everybody have a, a schedule for your life. Um. <laughs> 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 now, some of the older folks, you know, you're fine, you're like, got it, you know. But uh, people my age and younger, you know, just gosh, you talk to him about schedule, and it's like blaspheming his Holy Spirit sometimes. I mean, <laughs> you know, and especially creative people. And I was at Meadows School of the Arts, and I'm I'm probably a little more uh, left-brained than right-brained, even though I was in an art school, so I'm a little, little more, you know, uh, um, that way of thinking. But um, anyway, structured, yes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and everyone else is like, Whoo! You know, just however life takes me, and um, and James talks about that, <laughs> being blown aside left and right by everyone to doctrine. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it wasn't a good thing. Um, um, the creative people, um, your 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 talents are going to be honed. Through um, of, of of discipline, and um, I I'm a disciplined person. I'm not the most disciplined person I know, um, but um, I'm on a journey there, and uh, and and I haven't gotten all right. But it brings focus to us, and it, and we need that vision. We need the goal. What what is it? What is what is my life in God? I love what Anne-Marie said about you know she's seen people in the 60s, 70s, 80s still burning hot for God. You know, and I'm just like God. That's that's what that's what I want in my life, and that's what I'm going for. And so I'm structuring my life. I'm cultivating time in the Word, time in prayer, um, time with time time with people, um, and, uh, and and those things are really important. And, and I really recommend a great teaching by Mike Bickle called "The Power of a Focused Life." Um, it hits on vision, it hits on goals, it hits on everything with life, um, but but also gives just practical steps, practical steps for a Bible study and prayer plan for your life. Um, a lot of people, a lot of Christians I know, really want to pray, want to love God, want to know God, but, um, but, but they just think that they're naturally going to just pray on their own without actually putting time in their, in their planner for it. And you will pray and spend what, much more time with the Lord if you put it on the schedule. Um, and uh, and knowing, so, so most people don't pray for, for two real practical reasons. They don't know, um, they don't have a time set when to pray and they don't know what to pray when they get there and they're just kind of flipping around, Bible roulette, whatever, you know, the wind of the spirit is doing this morning and you know I, I actually scheduled time for that you know just holy spirit wherever you want to go or you want to take me and it's lots of fun but time where i'm growing okay i want to read through this book right now i want to um go through this study right now or, or this this whatever and and mike bickle's teaching is as a really great resource in that power of a focused life it's four parts highly 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 recommend that um
0: amen amen thank you guys there's some good ideas Good friends, all right, thank you guys. All right, sorry this is awkward, all right. Okay, so here's what I believe the Lord wants to do. I believe he wants to, um, if you have an area that you would like us to pray for, or you just really want this, this stability in your life, uh, just endurance to you, to the end. Or I believe the Lord wants to pour out a finishing anointing tonight. all right. And I want to talk about that. Worship team, you can go ahead and come on. Um, Hebrews says that we have need of endurance, so that after that we've done the will of God, we may receive the promise. And we're not those that draw back, but those that believe to the saving of the soul. Um... Zechariah four nine, you know, Zechariah is our inheritance too. We, we talk a lot about Zechariah in our house. And it says that the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation and that his hands will also finish it. Jesus is the author and the finisher of your salvation. And so um, uh, Ecclesiastes 7.10, I know I'm just, I'm saying a lot of these. Ecclesiastes 7.10 actually says, uh, in fact if you guys want to go there real quick Ecclesiastes 7:10 it says do not say why were the former days better than these for you do not inquire wisely concerning this you know if you talk to people that are like oh those good old days you know it just can't really get better than this God didn't like that attitude, because it's not a faith attitude. He actually has for us to go from glory to glory. There's actually, our inheritance is to go, is an increasing, not a diminishing. And so, if you guys, I really believe that he wants to bless you tonight. Just pour out that finishing anointing to finish well. As you're crossing the finish line, there's no reason why you should have to just, you know, barely make it. But to have a victorious finish. Amen?